Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Hubie Doobie Halloween. <laughs> no, I'm another one of your big boys, Johnny George. Oh, wow. This is how we're going to talk for the whole episode, because Adam Sandler did it for an hour and 43 minutes. <laughs> I can't. I can't even do it. I can't. How does he do this? He's a it's genius. It's terrible. He's a comedian. I, this He's is my. Genius. This is my guess. My guess, because Adam Sandler co-wrote this film, but he did not direct it. I have a feeling the director had no power over this film. Adam Sandler <laughs> walked on set, and they the director went set up his first shot, and he was like, "All right, Adam, you ready? Action." And uh, he just started doing that voice without telling anyone about it, and that the director was like yeah adam that was really good i, I that was a good take um i i didn't know you were going to be doing the voice and he was like no that's that's the voice i do he'd be like yeah we didn't talk about that or no no the, this character has that voice that's the funny voice <laughs> that's that's the funny voice did you not laugh did you not love it and right? this and the director was standing there like sweating bullets being like that's fucking terrible but but he's adam sandler like i can't <laughs> It's his movie. I can't tell him not to do the voice. He's got to do the voice, I guess. I, this is his voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about an Adam Sandler movie today. If you didn't know what Hubie Halloween is exactly, because maybe you didn't know about it until I told him about it. Yeah. Um, it's a new Netflix uh, Happy Madison uh, Adam Sandler movie about Halloween. Yeah, so, Adam Sandler has that... Uh that contract with Netflix to make a hundred thousand movies until, you know, the sun inevitably explodes. And this is his most recent one that he's done for Netflix. Uh, this is the first Adam Sandler Netflix movie I have watched since he struck that deal. Yeah. Same here. I'm with you there. Um, none of them looked that interesting. This one just, I think this one lucked out. It just came out at a time where I'm like, there, there's nothing else for me to watch. I might yep. as well do it. So, yeah, doubt this time, Adam. It was, uh, yeah, Mr. Sandler, we you, we caved finally. Coronavirus <laughs> has finally broken us, and we've moved on to Hubie Halloween as our only salvation from this movie drought. <laughs> Fucking Hubie Halloween. My God. Yeah, we did it. We owned ourselves once again on this podcast <laughs> for content. Ugh. I mean, hopefully we get some. Hopefully we get something soon here. I, this is this is the time, you know. This is when the good movies are supposed to come out. Yeah. Um, What's funny is um, near my apartment, uh, down the street, there is a big billboard that has been up since I want to say like August, uh, and it's a billboard for Tenet. And when the billboard initially went up, it had its the release date that said like August twelfth. Uh, and then they announced that August 12th wasn't going to happen. And so they replaced the billboard with a different tenant billboard that just said coming to theaters. Um, and that billboard is still up on our street. And I'm like, <laughs> when are you just going to give it up, guys? Like, put something else there. It's It's been so long. It's not coming to theaters, Christopher Nolan. It's just not. Not here just in L.A. Yeah, just put all right. Just put it. Just buy it on DVD, I guess, when it comes out. Then yeah, or better yet, just like turn that billboard, like point a projector at that billboard, and just play the movie on loop there. And I'll <laughs> I'll sit on the sidewalk and watch it. If that's if you're so desperate for a big screen experience, Christopher Nolan, I'll sit on the side of the road and watch Tenet. Yeah. Billboards a big enough big enough screen, if you ask me. Just do it. absolutely. Yeah, it's not a drive-in movie. Happening. It's a drive-by movie. You just exactly. have to round the block. So you'll miss a few minutes every time you go around the block, but you can, yeah. you will get most of it. Some would say it's an accident waiting to happen, but you know, isn't that just the movie going experience? You know, Absolutely. I mean, at, at this point, going to a movie theater is an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> so it's really yeah. the same deal. It's the same risk factor. Absolutely. Um, but I appreciate all the movies that are willing to come out digitally. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Eventually, Tenet will. And then we can do an episode on it. Cause I, yeah, we, that's we literally what I thought we about. Because I, I walked by the billboard today because I had to uh, mail my mail-in ballot. You're welcome, America. Um, so I was walking to mail it in, and I passed that billboard, and I'm like, 
one day that billboard's going to say now streaming and I'll finally be able to fucking watch Tenet instead <laughs> of looking at this billboard every other day. Yep. Straight up. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's, I think it's been two weeks since our last episode. Um, yeah, we did a, a great, very popular stream in the interim, uh, yeah, where no did. one got mad at me. So that was good. Yeah. Streamed on my Twitch, uh, a nice sports tier list and, uh, BB, BB, let's just say gave D tier to soccer and everyone agreed. No, don't, don't say it on the podcast. I I'm haven't sorry. officially released the tier list. I'm holding on to it. Um, I do have it on my computer. Uh, that's a little spoiler. A little bit of a spoiler. Yeah, it's a little bit of a spoiler. Just one of the sports. One of the many sports. All right, there are a yeah. lot of sports. There, there were a ton of sports on this list, and uh, you know, maybe one day I'll unleash it on the world when Tenet comes out digitally. <laughs> I will release the saved JPEG of the sports tier list. Yep, I got to delete that VOD so no one can uh, screenshot or anything. Yeah, we got to get rid of that evidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, since since we watched Hashtag Alive, I have not watched a single movie. I've gone AFK movie-wise. Mm. Um, but I watched some... Uh, I finished Ted Lasso, the TV show series on Apple TV+. Plus, okay. Um, because the final episode of that came out. And just, just fantastic. Um, I'd say even if you don't like sports, there's barely any... I think the last episode's the only one that actually like takes you through a game. The rest of it's just like no game footage, basically. It's, it's just oh, a team. And can you, Jason- for the people at home and also possibly me, it, explain quickly what Ted Lasso is about? Because I have no idea. I assumed it was about a funny cursing teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys know the movie Ted, right? Uh, it's just yeah. a TV show version of that. And he gets mm-hmm. the last name Lasso. Uh, now it's Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> And uh, it's based off of like, you can look up Ted Lasso on YouTube and it's based off a sketch um, from a while ago that I think was on NBC when NBC first got like the British uh, English Premier League soccer. They did this Jason Sudeikis thing where he plays this um, American uh, who comes to coach uh, soccer and knows nothing about it. And it's funny and hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I think this... They took like a different approach with it. I don't think this is straight up just a comedy thing here. Like it's that's a funny idea, but they took the route of like of why he they took the route of like him actually being a pretty inspiring and positive dude overall. He's basically just like a, a guy from America who comes to coach this team. Um but the the owner is hiring him because she wants to destroy the organization basically uh, for uh, reasons you could find out for watching. So she just hires this dude, Ted Lasso, cause she thinks he'll be awful at, at the job. Um, but he, he's just, it's hilarious, but it's also like just super positive and fun and great to watch right now during quarantine. Mm-hmm. You ask me. Um, so that season's over now and uh, yeah, it's just a great, great show. So if you have Apple TV plus definitely put it on. I know it's, it's hard to get right now, I think, unless you have an Apple TV, basically. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they're on the browse on the on the web yet with it. I don't know, but it's still a great show. Okay. Oh, shit, uh, Jack- the chat has told me I'm in Jackbox Party Pack, so I got to switch that. Yeah, we, we're not playing Jackbox right now. <laughs> it's it, We're lying to the people. Um, well, I also watched a TV show. I haven't really caught any movies as I have been still very busy, um, with my human work job. Uh, but I have been watching the boys season two and I stayed up late last night just to watch the season finale. Uh, cause I was really busy the other day and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to watch season finale tonight. I usually wait until Friday, but fuck it. So I watched that and I'm a big fan of season two. I don't think it's as good overall as season one i still think it's very good um and i actually liked the finale of this season better than the first season because it gives more closure whereas the first season was just like a straight up cliffhanger ending uh this one like some characters complete their arcs people are in sort of a more certain uh like grounded firm place than they were at the end of season one uh but it still leaves it open for next season there's some mystery some intrigue 
a little bit of a surprise at the end, something you didn't expect. So it's it's got everything that I feel like a season finale needs, where like if for some reason the show didn't get a third season, which I can't imagine it wouldn't. It's definitely gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like, it's already like breaking records and stuff for Amazon, but if yeah. in some crazy universe where it didn't, like I would still be satisfied with this ending because it felt like the characters sort of like reached a point. It, they're not like done with their stories by any means, but it was it was satisfying enough for like a second season finale. So I I did appreciate that and I'm still I'm still a big fan of The Boys and I'm excited for whenever we get season 3. Oh yeah. Well, I got to start watching season 2 on my stream soon. Just for mm-hmm. season 1. So I guess I, I overall season 1 I think was great. Um we just watched together we watched the season finale last week and I think I me and the chat were just like getting I don't know. We all agreed that the season finale wasn't as great as the rest of the series, at least the first half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Theo was in chat talking about how how weirdly... God, I can't remember what he said, but it was just weird. It was just weirdly all over the place, and it felt like... Most of the episode felt like a penultimate episode, like a before season finale episode. So we were yeah. like... Because everyone was like flip-flopping and all this stuff and getting real emotional about things and i was like this feels like it all should happen like before the season finale um but then once we got the ending we were like okay that's that's what we were waiting for um so overall i really like the season and i'm looking forward to more yeah second season is very strong builds off of the first season really well Uh, and there's some really great character stuff in season two which i appreciated because there is a, a tendency with these kinds of shows to do like more of the zany shit and ignore some of the like deeper stuff, but it doesn't do that, which I appreciate. Sick. It does do more of the zany shit though, for by by far. There's way more gore in the second season. Well, turn it up, turn it up to a hundred, baby. Yeah. Um, Great Monorail says episode four is the best. Or episode four is the best episode, in my opinion, by far. That is what I don't know if you said it, but someone said episode four is the best episode when I watched it. And oh, I don't even remember what episode four was. I don't either, but I think I agreed after I watched it, but I can't compare it to the rest. I think I liked, I, uh, was episode four the one where they were at the religious convention? I think that's, that's what I was thinking. Cause I do love that episode. Cause that, that is my favorite episode. I think that's four, but that yeah. was my favorite episode of the season. I liked that one. Yeah. That episode is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have, I don't do much else. I think I played video games for two weeks, basically. Played yeah. Hades a lot, which is a yeah. fantastic game. That's got a great story too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, which I still have not beaten it. I just before this podcast, I'm in the middle of a run right now, which I don't think I will win with this run. I think my build's not okay. great. I think I did not luck out on my build, but. Um, but I'm also like not trying my hardest to win. I, I'm more, I'm enjoying just trying out the different weapons and trying out different builds more than trying to win. I think it's more fun. The variety is the most fun part for me. It's yeah. just like seeing what I can get. Um, yeah, I was, I was the same way when I was playing the early game. Like I was more like trying to build resources and just like explore more rather than go for a big win. I think I had like over 50 runs before I actually got a win. Um, but I've, I've gotten, I think six wins so far. Uh, and I love that game. I think that game would be my game of the year if last of us two hadn't come out this year. Uh, Hades is really fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you need to do 10 wins to get the true ending. So I'm working on that right now. Exciting. I think I'm, I think I'm like 45 or something. I haven't checked in a while, but I think I'm at like 45 without a win yet. So yeah, soon. Um, Scarn bought Hades for the Switch. Hell yeah. That's what I have yeah. on as well. My only complaint about the Switch version is I it looks great at handheld, but whenever I plug it into my monitor, it does not it is hard to read stuff. Um because the oh, resolution's really? down. Yeah, for me it's just hard to Oh hard to I'm playing it on my big T V back there and I feel like it's reading yeah, stuff isn't too bad. I feel like if I had it on TV it wouldn't be that bad. I think I can just see the pixels better because I'm so close up to my monitor, maybe. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, I I think it's a fantastic game. I can't I can't wait to dive into it more. And when I was reading those, because um, I've been reading a lot of mythology stuff lately, and I'm like, oh yeah, 
I'm reading this. I know these people. I know <laughs> I know you and Patroclus. I know all these people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, playing on handheld is hell because the controller in handheld is rough. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to it. I like the Joy-Con controllers. Sometimes I would play... I played Breath of the Wild with Joy-Cons the whole time. Like, oh. I liked it better than Pro Controller. Oh, really? I, I don't like the Joy-Cons. I also won't play Hades in handheld because... Uh, you really have to like jam on the right thumbstick with that. And I've had so many Joy-Cons have drift issues that I'm like, I only use the Joy-Cons when I absolutely have to because I don't want to grind down the the right joystick and make it drift again. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I got, I have drift. Drift doesn't make, drift isn't that bad for this game. It's annoying as hell in Animal Crossing, especially when I have to be precise and build like, or like use <laughs> Island Designer. Like I hate, like I always turn around on accident or some shit. I'm like, God, this is awful. Yeah, I I've had so many issues with drift, and like, what killed me is I was playing Into the Breach, which is a strategy game where it's basically it's kind of like chess. It's like mech chess, um, and on the Switch you just have like a cursor, and so I would you have to like place your mechs like really precisely on each turn. And every so often I would be like, all right, I'm going to put them on this square. And then the cursor would like drift a little bit to the left and put them (laughs) on the other square and like completely fuck my entire squad. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I like I bought a new Joy-Con that that night. I was like, fucking I can't do this. Yep. Um, And yeah, Into the Breach is fantastic. It's one of my favorite indie games. Yeah. People are saying you can send them in for free. Yep. My girlfriend. just. Yeah, I have. And I wanted to. I don't know. I, I've just. I'm lazy. I'm being lazy. Yeah. Well, it, it sucks because you just don't have a left Joy-Con for like two weeks. So yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to have to. I enjoy like going. I enjoy just like chilling out in the living room on, in handheld mode more than I enjoy playing in here because I'm on yeah. my computer just all day for work. I just want to get away from it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess we have to talk about Hubie Halloween. Now, we maybe. do have to. There's enough video game talk. No one's here for <laughs> video games. It's We have to. We have to discuss Hubie Halloween because we both watched it. And if nothing else, just for this podcast. So, God. Uh, I want to know if anyone in chat has seen Hubie Halloween. Um, so no one in chat has seen Hubie Halloween. <laughs> it's like... I. I I don't even know what to think about these Adam Sandler movies. They have like, I feel like such a strong core audience of people who are just like, yes, I have to watch this Adam Sandler movie. I'm so hyped. There's a new one out. Um, and those people are not us and they're not our chat. Yeah. Red Penguin says he hasn't even heard of it. Of course. Um, but yeah, I, See, I, I hopefully I like when we get, cl- go ahead. I feel like if you've been on Netflix in the past week, you should have heard of it. Like they'd slap that shit on the front page, at least for me. Like it was front and center. They're like, watch this yeah, film. It's, <laughs> it's supposedly top 10. According to Netflix, it's one of their top yeah. 10 movies this week. Ooh, um, but Great so, Monorail loves Adam Sandler. Then you got to watch it. You have to wait for Halloween for this, I guess. It's the yeah, October I, is Halloween to me. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully when we get closer to Halloween, we'll watch something that's actually like <laughs> good and scary and not Hubie Halloween, Yeah, um, oh. which has no spooks or scares um, and also isn't that funny, uh, which is an issue for a comedy movie. Yeah, very big. Very big issue for a comedy movie. It's Hubie from The Boys. Could you imagine oh. if someone, one of the characters called Huey in The Boys, Hubie, and he's like... Are, are you calling me Hubie or Huey? <laughs> yeah, Hubie. That's your name, right? <laughs> Hubie. Or as they call them, Pubie. Um, oh, yeah. That was a good joke that never got old. That yeah. Let me tell you what. That's a, that's a gut buster right there. Oh, yeah. I kept hearing that, and I was like, wow. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, I think this movie's got... For some reason, I'm like... I think Adam Sandler's pretty good at tugging at the heartstrings at least when it comes to me like 50 first dates click like there are a bunch of movies with adam sandler that at the end of it like i'll shed a tear or two i'll be like yeah i like that message this <laughs> oh, was boy. one of them to be honest the fi- oh the no bu- the final se- scene i was like yeah bullies do suck um oh man but the rest of the well- movie not funny or good. Last last week, everyone was like, John George, you have to distance yourself from Matt Beebe. He can't be on your podcasts anymore. 
he's not credible because <laughs> of his sports opinions. And now I learn that you're the guy, hey. you're the guy who's emotionally manipulated by Adam Sandler movies. And now I feel like I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Please, like, please get out of here, baby. Um, I'm, I'm ruining this podcast with my... This is like bottom heart. tier movie opinion. That's my next tier list <laughs> is movie opinions. And that's on the bottom tier. Uh, Red know. Letter Media has like sort of a beef with Adam Sandler movies. And they do mention that like Adam Sandler movies are super formulaic and that they all have like very similar gags. And every single Adam Sandler movie ends with some sort of weird emotional moment where they try to make the audience feel bad or or like <laughs> have some sort of moral that's just forced in that really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. That's just there to make you feel like the movie was about something or feel like you felt something, but not actually like earn that emotion like a movie's supposed to. And I fall um, for and, it every time. <laughs> yes. You're the fucking sucker. You're the reason these movies keep getting made. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people to watch this film. All right. I, I, I'll just admit that maybe it, maybe it got to me a little bit. If I watched the scene alone on its own, it would get to me for sure. <laughs> but oh my the God. Rest of the movie bad. I think Click is the biggest look at the emotions, feel something moment. Yeah, definitely. I think Click went for it the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because that at the end of Click is just sad. Sad. Um, yeah. The end of this movie is like, I guess, kind of serious, but still has jokes in it and stuff. <laughs> Click is just straight up. The end up of this depressing. movie is so confusing. Let's, I guess, <laughs> move into spoiler town. General impressions, it's an Adam Sandler movie. You know what you're getting if you watch it. Um, don't watch it if you don't like Adam Sandler movies um, unless it's uncut gems. I guess if you like uncut gems, you probably won't like this one. <laughs> yeah. This is, this movie is a little different from uncut gems. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, he still, ta- he talks in a funny voice. Um, I think someone, there's a good letterbox review. Oh yeah. My mom, after watching uncut gems, Adam Sandler could not have had a more difficult to understand voice. Adam Sandler, bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he he has voices in both of them, I guess. And this one is... He just has like a, a Long Island, like New York accent yeah, in Uncut Gems. In this, this movie, one... he talks like someone with brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> you legit cannot understand what he's saying sometimes. This yeah. is like Bane. This is this is like Bane in that trailer. <laughs> this is like terrible Bane. This is could you imagine if Bane talked like that? I will break you, Batman. <laughs> I I was born in the darkness. <laughs> Molded by it. It's like what what? Are you talking that way because of the mask, Bane? What the fuck? I think it not not only was this one the voice, but he also like was very soft spoken because he's like obviously a kid, guy who just gets bullied like crazy, so he's not confident. So he's just a very yeah. so, so he always speaks very softly as well. So you could just like not he's doing a voice and he's practically whispering while doing it. So you're like except what are when you he's saying? screaming, which is every so often he does scream a lot. Yeah, because it's scary. scary. It's Halloween, scary yeah. town. He's he's so scared of Halloween and he gets scared of all the things. That's that's what I want to bring up is um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, which is in this movie, Hubie is such a confusing character because he's supposed to be this very like meek guy. They they do the great thing they do in all Adam Sandler movies where every character explains everything that's going on, whether or not you already understand it. So like from the beginning, we get he's a dweeb and we get he has no confidence and he's scared of everything. But we still have the scene where his mother sits down and explains to him who he is. (laughs) She's like, oh, Hubie, you're a weak, nerdy guy who everyone bullies and is afraid of everything. And he's like, yes, correct. Did you get that audience? And we all go on. We write down our notes because we're like vigorously (laughs) taking notes. Okay, okay, okay. I thought he was. Um, He seemed like an alpha to me, but I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't understand context or or anything so i'm glad someone said it out loud um but the problem i have is that in this movie hubie does several things that i think are objectively brave for a normal person and he gets scared by things that normal people would not be scared of so like (laughs) 
Very odd. Uh, Steve Buscemi's character boards up his fucking house and is like, don't come in my fucking house. It's it's bad in there. <laughs> and then someone's like, oh, I think something's going on in his house. And Hubie's like, okay, I'll go inside. Uh, and he just goes inside this dilapidated, boarded up house like no problem and he's just walking around like looking at all the stuff like what's going on in here um and in that moment he doesn't really show any fear like maybe he's a little unsettled but then when like a cartoon ghost appears outside his window then he loses his shit <laughs> like it's he's afraid of scares. all the he's generic of jump scares that's it. That's literally it. I literally said that when I was watching the movie. I was like, he's not afraid of things that are actually scary. He's only afraid of generic Halloween type jump scare things, <laughs> uh, which is such a weird character thing to do. It makes yeah. no sense. So if, if he saw the lighthouse, he would think it's the least scary thing he's ever seen. Um, but yeah. if he saw something like, I don't know, I don't even know jump scary movie at this point. It chapter two. <laughs> if we saw it, it on this podcast, two, he would be like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. That's just like Luigi. Yeah. This is he, it, this, he plays Luigi from Luigi's mansion. It's um, not even that though. I feel like has, Luigi even has a vacuum in his fucking thing. He does. I want to talk about that thermos, <laughs> but real quick, I want to say in Luigi's mansion, like, Luigi is visibly scared the whole time when he's walking down the hall. He's like humming and his voice is shaking and he's like cautious around every corner. Someone's like, hey, Hubie, I think a kid went in the corn maze. And he's like, well, better go check out the corn maze. And he just walks in (laughs) and looks around and he's like, I will find you. I'm here to save you from the corn maze. And he's like totally fine. And he only gets scared when someone jumps out of the corn and goes, bleh, like, (laughs) He's so he, brave until there's a jump scare. <laughs> yes, like, he's so yeah. willing to like do something unnerving and dangerous until like the thing that's not scary or dangerous happens. <laughs> it's it is a very weird. It's weird how it just doesn't. He gets scared by these things, but it doesn't affect him at all. Like he'll he'll just yeah. go on to the next scary thing. He's like, I'm ready. If he was genuinely a scaredy cat. Like, if someone was like, hey, in the dark corn maze, the kid got lost, he'd be like, well, fuck, I'm not going in there. That's scary. That's what fear <laughs> is. It's it's you not doing something because it's scary. But Hubie is totally willing to do all this stuff. Like, he doesn't feel that kind of fear. That level of fear is unknown to Hubie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's Well, he is, he is a Halloween monitor, which, you know, I... <laughs> I've never really heard of, but um, apparently the town. I, I don't think anyone in the town uh, <laughs> has either. I, that's kind of the joke. Well, they have. It seems like he does it every year. Um, yes. I, I, there's a running gag where people throw shit at Hubie, <laughs> and the shit just continually gets more insane. I'm <laughs> just like, what the hell? At one point, he's like running when he ran away from the meeting when they like suspected he might be the killer. Like they're just like throwing insane shit at him at this point. I'm like, Oh my God. This yeah. Yeah. There were a few bits. I think there was some like objectively funny jokes in this movie. I did laugh a few times and then several times where they like ran the joke into the ground where I thought it was really funny when all the news reporters were dressed as Harley Quinn for Halloween. Cause <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's like a thing that would happen. Yeah, it's like, sure. you know, the anchor and then the weather lady and the field reporter and they're all Harley Quinn. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. But then they go on and they like explain the joke in the movie. Yeah, and she's like, Oh, you also went as Harley Quinn. And she's like, yeah, it's cause you got to show your ex what you're, what they're missing. And I'm like, all right, well it was funnier when you guys didn't like openly explain <laughs> Like if if like all the women in Harley in the movie were dressed as Harley Quinn for Halloween and like no one mentioned it, it was just like (laughs) that's because that's the popular (laughs) costume this year. Because like that's a legitimate thing. Like you go to a Halloween party and like half the women are Harley Quinn because that's the fun, sexy costume this year. So uh, explaining they do that several times, but that's the one that jumped out at me where I was like, all right, it was funny until you like kept pushing on it. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Um, Hubie is a coward. His true fear is missing out on life. Now that's deep. Uh, yeah, they should have said that in the movie. Then I, I would have been like, "Damn, that's deep. That's that's real deep." Um, what else? A lot. So much. 
Uh, obviously. There's so much. I will briefly mention there is a lighthouse in this movie, so it is probably the second best lighthouse uh, <laughs> horror movie I've seen. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, obviously, uh, lots to do with that lighthouse. Um, of course, you got <laughs> Kevin James in this film. Rob Schneider makes I, an appearance. Yeah, you got the whole crew, the whole Adam Sandler. It must uh, fucking Ben Stiller. That must have been the easiest money Ben Stiller oh ever God. made. He plays the same character from Happy Gilmore, right? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, it's literally. So that's the in Happy Gilmore because I have watched recently because my family watches comedy movies like crazy, so they're mm-hmm. always on. They, there's like because his mom or grandma is in like a retirement home and Ben Stiller is like the guy or like the retirement home dude. And he's, it's, he has the same name and everything in this, in this mm-hmm. movie. So I guess the Adam Sandler movie universe, you know? Um, All right. Yeah. The, the ACU it's, <laughs> it's growing, it's expanding. Now we know Hubie exists in the same universe as happy Gilmore. Yep. We do. Um, and it's in the same, I guess it might not be the same universe because there's as, um, uh, Billy Madison, because Billy Madison has O'Doyle ru- rules in it. And this oh, one okay. also yells O'Doyle rules. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. Because there's a little kid named o- O'Doyle. Yeah, uh, I saw that. And all when all the kids are nice to him now for s- some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the mayor. They got to be nice yeah, to him. Yeah. No. no, let's let's back up. Let's We, ha- we have so much to cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What else happens in this movie? It takes place in in Salem because that's the Halloween place, which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. Um, Because Salem is like, hey, we murdered a bunch of innocent women in this town uh, and did a a great disgrace to our our country's history. So you know what that means? It's a spooky town. (laughs) Everyone come to our spooky town. Dude, isn't it so spooky scary? We We did a murder on all these women who we didn't like. Sexism to the point of murder is very scary. Ooh, Halloween spirit. <laughs> <It's woo. laughs> uh yeah of course uh it has to be in salem which by the yeah. way is pretty close to boston but i we wanted to go there to see museums and stuff but we never ended up going because obviously um, yeah it's yeah cool. it was nice i'll say to watch a movie where halloween actually gets to happen in 2020 where people yeah. can go places and do things that's true uh, even if hubie of- was there to ruin it yeah, I wonder what people are doing for like Zoom Halloween. Are they gonna have like Zoom Halloween parties to dress up? Like, there's just I nothing have no to dress idea. Up that for. sounds awful. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, I'm in Michigan, of course, so uh, they there will be parties and people won't give a shit. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm curious what's gonna happen in LA. They've already like soft outlawed trick or treating in LA. Like it's not banned. You can do it if you want in LA, apparently. But they're like, please don't. Just guys, just don't. Just don't. Not not a good please. idea. Please here. Obviously, you right? can just buy the candy at the drugstore and eat it in your house. Like there's no rule that says you have to get the candy from other people. <laughs> just eat it in your dang house this year. <laughs> um, Kevin James' character in this movie is weird (laughs) yeah he's just like cop guy cop guy Um, with very big beard and it's funny and a mullet eats a lot and he's yeah he's always eating a candy bar that's like his thing yeah and at the end of the movie they call him a muppet and it's like yeah i guess kind of looks like a muppet it's just because he's yeah it was it, there, there's a lot of jokes like that where you're like I guess they just it was like they were sitting it was because Adam Sandler co-wrote this with someone else they probably just sat in a room and they were like is this a joke yeah sure let's put it in is this, uh, is this a joke yeah it's good enough it's Hubie Halloween Adam how much how much work are we gonna put into this it's getting made regardless let's think of the joke I don't know just write a joke yeah down. Um, I want to talk about uh, what's her name valentine what was her first name like victoria uh, violet, violet? valentine violet valentine yeah. yes a very great name for a woman a real <laughs> human woman <laughs> and not a scooby-doo character Violet valentine yeah I mean, all these names are ridiculous hubie dubois come on <laughs> well because his name is hubert scubert dubois because they just 
you know they wanted to call him like Hubie Doobie or something, and they were yeah. like, oh, let's let's back it up a little bit. Let's give him a French name. Hubie Dubois. <laughs> um, but yeah, her character was Im- immensely frustrating to me because uh, when I first started the movie, I legitimately thought Hubie's character was like mentally challenged, and I don't think that was the case having seen the whole movie. He was just kind of like a weirdo, like not socially adjusted guy. But then like as the movie went on, I was like, this girl might actually be <laughs> mentally challenged or something because the way she acts is so bizarre. She acts like how a 14, not even a 14 year old, how like a 10 year old imagines an adult woman would act if they had like a crush <laughs> I agree. on someone. percent. <laughs> like just so dedicated to Hubie Dubois <laughs> and like so unwavering, dedicated. unwavering support no matter what yeah <laughs> and, like dedicated she's constantly like complimenting him being like oh Hubie's the nicest guy in town he's so helpful and kind and she like Hubie shows up at the diner where she works and she says all of this to his face um and of course, she was the most popular, best looking, whatever in high school. Um, she's the the perfect woman, but it's she acts legitimately like a child, <laughs> where it it feels like a child wrote her because she's like, "Hubie, you're so nice and good." And when they confess their love to each other, she's like, "I've been in love with you since first grade, and I've always been in love with you, even though I married someone else and then divorced him <laughs> and had kids with him. I've always loved you. Let's kiss on the mouth now because we're in love, and that's what we do when we've been in love for a long time <laughs> to each other. And you're like, who is writing this? Like, th- this is not nearly how a human woman would talk or feel or anything. Like, she's just a like in a, a blow up doll they yeah. could have had on set. All right, where it it's makes, ridiculous. Where her character could have made sense is if that twist where she was actually the murderer happened. But <laughs> yes, like, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, this makes sense. She's flattering Hubie so he doesn't catch on. Yeah. But no, she literally is just like child brain <laughs> woman. Yep. Because yep. it felt well, it felt like that added to the misdirection, maybe. But at the same time, you're just like, well, no, you should just write this one dimensional character who's just dedicated her life to this man. Who yeah, it's just like awful. And I she has like what three children? Yeah, all she's responsible kids. for three children. And then at the end of the movie, Hubie is like, "I'm gonna kiss you through the TV," and she's like, <laughs> "Okay, I will also participate in front of my three children, where I will attempt to open mouth kiss my television." And the cameraman was like, "This is good TV. This is fine." <laughs> We'll keep I'm not this gonna going to back up. <laughs> yeah. Let's and the producer of the news station was like, "Yes. This is what we want to this show on the news. news." Now, this is this is news, folks. I want this to be on television. They should have cut to like another home watching that TV station and just like <laughs> see him kiss and they're just like, "Okay, is this going to end?" Yeah. Or? Him trying to like kiss the camera and just like a family of other people, like normal people being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Because in the context of her home, obviously it makes sense. But the other homes are just like, what is that? Why? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, her character sucked and also (laughs) wasn't funny and like brought nothing to the movie other than just to have like a woman character for Adam Sandler to end up with, I guess. A love interest of sorts. And this actress, I think, played his love interest in some other movie. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it was Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Uh, so, yeah, just <laughs> I mean, just a meet. Like I expected there, I expected there to be like some sort of like fight for uh, Hubie to be able to like earn her love or something. But now she immediately is just. It was just yeah. him giving over the hump of asking her out. Which, by the way, Hubie, if she loved, yeah, if she loved him since first grade, like. He's obviously with like nobody. I know he says he's with a Canadian girlfriend. Yeah, which is a awful, which again weird you expect that's a setup to a joke, right? You expect the Canadian <laughs> no, girlfriend not. is going to be like, oh, she shows up at the end and she's super hot, and you're all like, ha ha, he was telling the truth. But no, it was a lie, <laughs> yep. and he he literally addresses it like 
it's such a non-joke that at the end of the movie, they're like, oh shit, right. We made that joke earlier. So now he has to say, I broke up with my Canadian girlfriend. Yeah. You're like, all right. So they tied up that loose end. So we don't have any questions, I guess. It's like, wait, did he break up with that girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Obviously I would have been so concerned about that if they didn't cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, her character is stupid. <laughs> she, she's, yeah. She is a dumb woman. Brings nothing to the movie. And like Hubie doesn't even do anything to like earn her love or anything. Hubie doesn't evolve over the course of the film. In fact, the movie ends with a message of like, the movie starts with them being like, Hubie, you're a coward and you got to stand up for yourself. And you're like, okay, now I know what this movie is about. Hubie's going to learn to be brave and stand up for himself. Um, But then he doesn't. He just doesn't learn that or do that or do anything that would signal that that's happened um but he still gets the girl in the end every way and everyone loves him anyway his character's completely stagnant there's no difference between hubie at the beginning and hubie at the end other than they made him mayor for some reason <laughs> yeah the, the evolving character is the whole town <laughs> not him He's yeah just stagnant he is like and he could definitely imp- i know <laughs> I mean, people should obviously respect everyone, be nice to everyone, no matter if they're a Hubie or or what. But, I mean, Hubie obviously could improve as well as a character. That'd be nice. He could do something brave or have to earn something yeah. as well. Right? Even if, like, you know, the townspeople can learn not to be mean to Hubie because he's a weirdo, but also Hubie can learn to, like, stand up for himself or be brave or do something. In the end, so... I mean, we're in spoiler town. His, his mom is the kidnapper person. She's been kidnapping all these people somehow with supernatural powers, which is never really addressed. Um, and she gives this speech like, Hubie, you got to learn to stand up for yourself. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to stand up for you. And then she shames all of the bullies being like, how dare you make fun of my son all the time? Um, and they're like, Oh man, you may maybe you're right, lady. And I'm like, no, she's she just tried to murder you. <laughs> she was going to light all of you on fire. Like it should be coming from Hubie. You should be apologizing <laughs> to him because he makes a point, not his fucking mom, his murderous mother, yeah, true. who doesn't know what a boner is. <laughs> that is the weirdest. That's the worst joke in the movie, maybe for me. Absolutely, <laughs> like that. Like the boner donor T-shirt's funny, but the joke that spawns from it is awful. That they just don't know what boner is. Um, yeah, that's you- another thing where like the joke is initially funny, and then they explain it to death. Where it's like, haha, the mom bought a boner donor t-shirt from the thrift store. And that's like a funny thing. Cause she's like a sweet old lady, but then she has to go on and be like, Oh, I think a boner is like a mistake. And it's like, what, what? It's like, where you, did you get that? from? You're a hundred years old. You don't know what a fucking boner is. I don't know. It's like a situation in a movie. They're just like, Oh, but if she has a boner donor shirt and she is clueless to it, people are going to be like, well, does she not know what a boner is? So we're going to have to explain that she doesn't. Um, and explain what she thinks it means. But that's the thing. It's like, it's the joke is still funny. Even if she knows what a boner yeah. is, she could just be like a mom who's like, isn't this hilarious? Ha ha boners. And we're like, ha cool mom who thinks boners are funny. I think boners are funny. Yeah. Um, but no. And then we get a joke that was kind of funny where Adam Sandler also thinks that boner means mistake for some reason. <laughs> Um, or he doesn't know. Oh, right. He says, I I made some boners in my life. I wish I could get those boners back, which I thought was funny. Um, but (laughs) yeah, boners back. Yeah. There were, I like the t-shirt gag. I'd like the fart. Yeah. If you're reading this, you're in fart range. (laughs) It's just, yeah. Her wearing a different novelty t-shirt every time is funny like that's funny and that works as a visual gag you don't need to bring it up the way that they brought it up yeah we just need to see the shirt yeah um which by the way i like i like his mom a lot that actress is great uh she's in nebraska yeah she was great in nebraska too Um, she uh she does a good job generally um there was another actor in this movie where I was like, oh, they're actually doing pretty good with what they have here. 
Um, and now I can't remember who it is. So I guess they didn't do. Oh, Steve Buscemi. That's what it was. Uh, I was yeah, like, yeah. I thought he did well. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi's good. Like he's yeah. he has to do this stupid, ridiculous thing, which we haven't talked about yet. Um, but like it's Steve Buscemi. He's a good actor. He's he's working with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi's always always great to see any of Adam Sandler flicks every once in a while. Yeah. So he's he's a not a werewolf. He's just a hairy guy, I guess. <laughs> Who yeah. thinks he's a werewolf? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's never exactly clarified because we see him, and it, he looks like a werewolf. Like he, his his hand is very very hairy. Like that is inhuman for sure. Uh, but apparently they're just insane people. Him and Rob Schneider. Yeah, they escaped the mental institute, and that's the thing is like this movie flounders for so long because you have no idea what's happening. Like. The movie starts and you think, okay, Hubie has to learn to be brave. A man has escaped the mental institution. These plot lines are going to come together now, right? That's what you think the case is going to be. But then this movie just never brings those two together in any capacity. And it's literally just a series of gags and people being mean to Hubie (laughs) and all this. And I'm like, when is the plot going to start? Like we get to this point where he's at the drive-in theater trying to like keep people safe, I guess. And I was like, Hubie still hasn't done anything to address any, like, is this movie just going to be Hubie wandering around town trying to keep people safe who don't need to be kept safe because it's like a safe town already. There is rarely i think very rarely a scene without hubie in it like every time we transport to a new location i'm expecting it to like not have hubie in it and then all of a sudden he's there he's there as well yeah like he's just all around town he is everywhere in salem at once i was just like yeah geez when they cut to the movie thing i was like well he's not here i can't remember what we just cut from because i'm pretty sure he was yeah. in the scene before and it was somewhere completely different so I was like, well, he's not here. He's, we're, at, we're at a completely different place right now. Yeah, it just has like not it's all that just these like disparate scenes. And I was just so curious, like, what is the plot to this movie? When do things start coming together? But it is like for the first hour, maybe more than an hour. This movie is just Hubie going around on Halloween, like doing random stuff, like talking to people and being scared of things. Uh, and it's not until the end where they start connecting the dots on like, oh, I guess people are disappearing and, and this thing is happening. Um, and it's not who you thought it was. It was his mom. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Also, pretty fucking metal that the mom was like, I'm going to kidnap these people, make them apologize to my son, and then light them on fire. <laughs> That's fucking brutal. <laughs> yep. Very brutal. Lighting Ray Liotta on fire is badass. Um, oh yeah, dude. I would. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> lighting Ray Liotta on fire. <laughs> That's one of the most badass things you can do. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Lots in this movie. That's bad. Oh, there's a Stranger Things kid in this movie. Um, Is there? Yeah, Noah Schnapp, um, who plays um, fucking. I think he plays Will. And, uh, oh really? Yeah. Where is he in this movie? He is one of um, Valentine's uh, foster children. He's the guy. The, the the is he the one in the Tin Man costume? Yes, he's the one in the Tin Man costume. Holy shit! Okay, I did not recognize he's him without the bowl cut. He's a, he's a yeah. boy now. Um, I would have had no <laughs> clue. It must suck that he can only be in Halloween things now. <laughs> yep, he can only be in spooky <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, also, his. Let me let me rail on this real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What is his costume? He's the Tin Man, but he had like the David Bowie lightning bolt painted onto his face. What's that? Who are you supposed to be, Will? He's David what the fuck Bowie is that costume? dressed as the Tin Man, all right? That makes no sense. <laughs> he wanted to be David Bowie and the Tin Man at the same time, okay? I can't choose. It's two costumes that like, you know, every kid... Similar, but. Every teen this year in 2020, or maybe let's say 2021 next year, every teen is going to be like, I'm either going to be the Tin Man or David Bowie, because those are two things that I definitely know what they are. (laughs) And I cannot decide, so I will be both, because they're both so (laughs) iconic and amazing. 
You know what? <laughs> Next year for Halloween, we're both going as Tin Man David Bowie, <laughs> and we're going to go to a Halloween party just so people are confused. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the fuck are you guys dressed as? And we're like, have you seen Hubie Halloween? And they're like, no, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's, you know, it's the movie with uh, Will from Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. If we had a Halloween costume tier list, I think that'd be S tier, no doubt. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's top tier. I actually like, I have very strong opinions on Halloween costumes, which I'm sure is surprising to no one, but... One of my strong opinions is that if you have to explain your costume to someone, to literally anyone, if you go to a costume party and you have to explain your costume, then you've failed Shit. and you are bad at Halloween. Damn. Um, so that's that's one of my things is like if someone's like, oh, what are you supposed to be like? Oh, I'm from that one episode of The Wire and be like, nope, you did it wrong, kid. <laughs> you can't do that. Why would you dress On up Halloween, from The Wire? <laughs> that's what I'm saying because people will do that shit. They'll be like, oh, so this movie came out in January and some people saw it and they said it was good and I really liked it. So I thought I would be this character from that movie and be like well i didn't i didn't see it and i don't get it so i guess your costume is bad wow i feel like bb's calling out my costume from last year just up as midsummer and not as a character well, no it. that's good midsummer is a cultural touchstone okay i'm talking about okay here's an example in college i went to a costume party and there was this girl who dressed up as shamu um and so what she did is she wore a whale costume but she had like a bunch of chains around her because it's like uh, shamu's being like abused yeah. and like locked in sea world and so everyone at the party's like are you like a ghost <laughs> whale or something You're like no i'm, I'm shamu because it's blackfish you know blackfish i'm like shamu so she had to go uh into i was sh- uh in a shared room uh, in our apartment. So she had to go into my and my roommate's room and like grab a piece of paper and write like Shamu and Sharpie on the piece of paper so she could like hold it the whole night at the party so people would know what she was. Are you a ghost whale? <laughs> <laughs> I would have just been like, yeah, I, how'd you know, man? That's sick. Yeah, dude, you got it. You got it. See, if you do that, respect. Yeah. Then you're good at Halloween. Yeah, true. Um, I'm just whatever you, you want me to, to what be. everyone's. I watch, I'm what you want me to be that's that's what i am i have a story from that same party that i want to tell real quick which is um at the time i did have a girlfriend and she was really into math and uh, computer science and everything and so she's like this year i'm going to be pumpkin pie so she wore an orange dress and she had a little um headband with like a pumpkin stem on it and she had the symbol for pie on her dress and uh, but the I think the symbol for pie was a little bit too small, like nothing was like super obvious. So a lot of people were like, oh, what's your costume? And she's like, I'm pumpkin pie. And then they'd be like, oh, I get it. And then me being a lazy piece of shit, I had a Spider-Man hoodie, um, a black Spider-Man hoodie, like the symbiote suit. And what I did is I cut two pieces of paper out and put it on top of the hood and so when people are like, oh, uh, you're like, Spider-Man, is that your costume? I would pull the hood all the way over my face. So the Spider-Man eyes would like fall right into place over my eyes. And they'd be like, oh, shit, it's Spider-Man. And, I'd be, and everyone was so into it. And my girlfriend uh, was so mad because she put a lot of work into her costume and like thought about the pun. And I spent the whole night pulling a hood over my eyes being like, yeah, Spider-Man. And everyone was so into my costume. Oh shit, Spider-Man. Yeah. And that was a hoodie I wore like every day too. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like people saw that and were like, oh, that's, he just showed up in his usual outfit. But I was like, nah, I made a modification here that was very important. Yeah, that's what I used to do all the, like i would just like throw on a football jersey or like a sports jersey or something like no i'm a hockey player <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least at that point like people get it you're a hockey yeah. player <laughs> i don't have to explain it you know they're like oh that's a hockey player um yeah great monorail saying you need a costume that people will get and i i agree people didn't really get there were half the people at the party didn't see midsummer that i went to and i I, I, it sucked having to explain it, but, um, yeah, I think, I think if you did that, like this year, if you did it now, people know midsummer, yeah, I'm, I, midsummer is an acceptable thing. If someone doesn't know that, then that's their fault. Yeah. They need to at least know what it is at this point. 
Um, I would pour a bunch of cologne on myself and call myself a skunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good way to get kicked out of a Halloween party. <laughs> well, weed smells like um, a skunk. So all you got to do is just smoke a bunch of that's weed. That's true. And just be it's like, super high. Well, here's skunk. the problem, especially in college. Uh, if you, Even if you tried that, no one would be able to tell because the party would already smell <laughs> yeah, like weed. True. <laughs> Very true. Uh, QB Halloween. Clearly, we don't want to talk about it that much. We'd rather just talk about nothing halloween general Just halloween, halloween stuff yeah i mean i feel like this is part of the greater hubie halloween oh, sh- <laughs> discussion we're gonna talk about Shaq, shaquille o'neal who's voted oh who my just god voted for the first time in his life congratulations yeah. to Shaq. congrats to Shaq and his <laughs> 47 years of life he finally voted <laughs> once i have to imagine this movie was filmed before he voted yes. um so we we've witnessed a different shack yeah. in this movie. The shack, um, he hadn't voted and he, you know, he, he does the spaghetti kiss, but with a sandwich in this film. Oh my God. That actually did make me laugh out loud. <laughs> I think that was actually the funniest part of this movie was Shaq and his nasty wife with a man voice going ham on a sandwich <laughs> between each other. That was genu- genuinely funny. Oh, and of course Shaq has, magical powers or something where he i thought there was gonna be a voice changer but no apparently Shaq could just speak like a woman every once in a while yeah Shaq just has a woman's voice which is like fine i guess <laughs> um that narrator just felt so out of place anyway so once that we finally got there i was like oh it's Shaq, but he has a lady voice but then sometimes he has a regular voice yeah he can decide which voice um, he wants do i want Shaq voice or do i want lady witch voice uh, for the radio. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Adam Sandler thought uh, his wife was doing a voice as well. And that was awkward. No, she just had a man voice, yeah. a terrible man voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a funny little part of the movie. Um, I'm now realizing looking at, uh, this cast list, there are a bunch of, uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler's wife's in this movie and, um, one of his daughters. She's in every movie. It's just no one yeah. knows what Adam Sandler's wife looks like, um, <laughs> so, but she is in literally all of his movies. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. She is. And in Paul Blart Mall Cop, too, and one. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because uh, in the podcast, Till Death Do Us Blart, they make a reference to her like every year. Mm-hmm. She's like a bartender or something in that movie. She never has like a big role. Um, but she's always just in there, yeah, like doing sure. something. Yeah. Now that I'm seeing and her so, face, I she is dressed up as a Harley Quinn in this movie. That makes sense. Yeah. Because um, she always does sort of play like a sexy kind of flirty character, I feel like, whenever she's in the movies. Yeah. Um, okay. Makes sense to me. I didn't know. That's a little Sandler mm-hmm. fun fact, I guess, that I, I yeah. like here. Um, building on the Sandler universe. Sad that she wasn't in Uncut Gems. I think she would have been fantastic in it. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't uh, beat out Julia Fox. She's <laughs> true, true. she is too perfect for that movie. So absolutely. I just thought maybe she could play one of the one of the gems, maybe or something like that. Um, <laughs> could work. One of the gems because in the movie the Uncut Gems are people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, the. The, the real friends are the uncut gems we made along the way. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, you know what would have been great is if instead of Shaq, it was, um, fuck, Kevin Garnett. what's his name? <laughs> Kevin Garnett, yes. If Kevin Garnett had been in this one yeah. instead of Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Sandler just from now on always includes Kevin Garnett in his films. Oh, yeah. It's funny how Adam Sandler just loves basketball so much. He's just... <laughs> It's just with basketball players all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what would have been great is if this movie had been like a secret sequel to Uncut Gems. Like somehow Ooh. Howard survives and he's like, I got to make a new life for myself in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> and like his whole character and his voice and everything are just like a ruse yeah. to try and like distract everyone. And, Kevin Garnett and then Kevin up. Garnett shows up. He's like, I want my fucking gems, Howie. And he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> I, I left the gems in Long Island. Don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. KG. <laughs> like the whole movie just changes. Ah, shit. No. Yeah. How'd you the find The fucking me? angry guys. The sh- the guys who like shot him show up and they're like, you fucking piece of shit. You owe us those gems. 
like, how'd you guys find me? How'd you find me here? Aren't you five fucking, I fucking picked that guy to wipe my identity. Hold on, I'm going to call him. He did a bad job. Hey, how you, he's like on the phone, like screaming and cursing. It just goes full on cut gems. Everyone's screaming the whole time. <laughs> this is a family movie. All the, all the families watching this movie have no clue what uncut gems are. Like, what is happening right now? He's just yelling, <laughs> Who are these people? He's yelling, fuck yeah. every two seconds. They're like, what is this? Oh my God. God, <laughs> it should be Howie Halloween instead of Hubie. My God, I know. I probably couldn't get the rights. <laughs> he probably went to the Safty Brothers, and he's like, "All right, guys, I got an idea." And they were like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna pass on uh, on this one." Yeah, maybe come to us with a Christmas special for Howie. Maybe we'll do that. One. Oh man, <laughs> even though Howie is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, the uncut gems Christmas special <laughs> is something I didn't know I needed, but I really want that now. <laughs> absolutely need it. Um, Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph are also in this film, and I like Tim Meadows, so I thought I'd shout that out because he's from Detroit and I enjoy yeah. him. And I thought I was yeah. They're, I mean, funny. they're like good actors and funny comedians in this movie. Like, I don't blame them for. You know, they probably got paid a good amount yeah. of money to be in this terrible Adam Sandler movie. So why not? Yeah, why not? There are a lot of SNL people in this movie too. Keenan Thompson was in there. Um, the girl, with, yeah. the girl with the cats on SNL. I don't know her name. <laughs> yeah, the one guy who had the axe in his head. He was an SNL yeah, guy. He's an SNL guy too. Uh, so yeah, Adam Sandler clearly he likes SNL. He was on it once. Did you know that, BB? SNL. He, yeah, he, he was an SNL. Yeah, I heard. Guy. So. Yeah, once upon a time, that's uh, what he was doing. <laughs> um, God, Hubie Halloween. Movie of the year for me so far, I'm going to be honest. Just what an experience. Yeah, I mean, how could it not be? You know? Just go straight up say it right now. I don't know what can beat this. Um, I'm not going to watch a movie for the rest of the year because I, I know this will be the best one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't watch a movie for the rest of the year, then guaranteed it's the best exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> Then, then it just nothing can top it. <laughs> That's what the people who saw Joker <laughs> did. They were like, "Well, Joker, this oh, is it. Yeah. Joker's good. This is the best movie of the year. I'm not going to see another movie for the rest of the year because this one is it." I, <laughs> I genuinely forgot Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar for that, and I remembered recently, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, I was just I was confused for like a few minutes. Just the other day, I was like, "No, that can't be right. I must have remembered that wrong." But uh. No, Joker did win an Oscar. Yep. So it did. Oops. Oops. I mean, Suicide Squad did too. So yeah. I mean, at least that was like a technical Oscar. <laughs> this the Joker won a big, a big important one. Not that the technical ones aren't important, but the ones that like people actually pay attention to. It won one of those. And maybe Adam Sandler should have beat Joaquin Phoenix. Who knows? They didn't give him the respect. Though. Yeah. They didn't give it to him, and that's why Hubie Halloween is here. And that's why Grown Ups 3 will come eventually, because the stupid Academy yeah. did this to Adam Sandler. They've robbed yeah. him. Yeah, it's, he's, yeah, that's actually the most fucked up, is that Adam Sandler didn't even get a nomination. We deserve Hubie Halloween because of that. Honestly, we, this movie is deserved, um, and this movie's not for us, it's for the Academy. So, enjoy it, yeah. Academy. I hope you enjoy watching this film. I know you're out there, Academy. I hope you get all you can possibly get from Hubie Halloween. Yep. In uh, David Ehrlich's review of this movie, he mentions um, June Squibb, the the mom, <laughs> might mm-hmm. could po- <laughs> thinks he she could possibly get an Oscar nom in this these times for this movie, and I think that would be <laughs> that's true. Wild if she got to support that would be so <laughs> amazing. Give Huey Halloween an Oscar. Just let it happen. <laughs> that would be such a troll if the if the Academy was like, yeah, let's nominate M. Sandler for this one <laughs> for, for lead. Yeah. Oh, and not on Cut Gems. That would be so heartbreaking. Could you, I would if like imagine the Safty brothers how they would feel about oh that? God, being like, we put so much work into this fucking like beautiful movie, and Adam Sandler made his like nineteenth Netflix exclusive, and now he gets nominated. Just imagining like them doing best actor they're like showing all these other serious actors and they're like adam sandler hubie halloween and he's just doing the stupid yeah halloween is scary ah scared oh my god he deserves that uh, scene click yeah man he deserves he deserves the world adam sandler does oh yeah 
next president of these United States. So be on the lookout. Absolutely. He, he got mayor. So I have to assume that Hubie Halloween too, he will be president in that one. <laughs> and he'll make a bunch of laws about Halloween safety. Yep. It'll be basically Halloween town. Why did they ever make a Halloween town? But it was Dude, Halloween, Halloween country? country. And then Halloween. Halloween continent. country actually sounds fucking dope. <laughs> Halloween continent and then Halloween world and then Halloween yeah. solar system. And then Halloween, the Halloween galaxy. galaxy, and then Halloween universe. Holy shit, yeah. dude! Just keep building it out. Hubie just keeps gaining more and more power. <laughs> like the sequel, he's like president. He's like everyone has to only take one piece of candy on Halloween. That's a law now. Like Hubie, no. <laughs> and then you know they they expand to other planets, and Hubie's still alive somehow. <laughs> in the distant future and he's like mars is the halloween planet where every day is halloween <laughs> they just move out they meet other species in the galaxy it's like fucking mass effect now and hubie's on the council of species and he's, he's like i think the enslaved the blazarians have resisted yeah the blazarians have resisted our halloween diplomacy for too long and must be crushed under our spooky heel <laughs> He's enslaved some other species to hand out co- Halloween candy all year, all year round. Oh my god, he's just like a massive candy factory staffed with like alien workers. <laughs> Kevin James is still there as a space cop. Oh my god, it's Kevin James' space cop, the Halloween space cop. <laughs> Kids are like throwing eggs at whole planets. Like it's just a giant egg. They throw at a planet. He's like, hey, you kids, you stop that. Wow. Well, I mean, at least with these bad movies, we're really good at coming up with the sequels or remakes of them oh, to yeah. fix them. And that's, yeah. the, that's, that's the real value. That's the real value of big boy movies overall, if you ask me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that's Hubie Halloween. And until next time, surprise critics oh, corner. Sh- I'm doing it at the end now. <gasps> that was you didn't see it coming. That was the biggest. I legit was getting ready to stop recording. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm glad I did it quickly. Then <laughs> just tw- did the biggest <laughs> twist I've ever seen. Holy, that's a jump scare. Hubie would have lost his <laughs> shit if he had been oh, here. Yeah. Uh, we got a critics corner this week that I want to read, and I have to fit it in even if it's here at the very very end um this is a 10 out of 10 review for hubie halloween um and i'm gonna be honest with this one i can't tell if this review is a troll or not but i'm gonna take it in good faith that this is not a troll um and that they are being genuine with their opinions on metacritic which everyone is i guarantee it uh this 10 out of 10 review for hubie halloween comes from someone called good son comedy um and good son comedy says <laughs> this and i will note there is no punctuation in this review so i will read it uh, as a run-on sentence okay, cool. he says adam sandler has done it again this movie is fucking funny <laughs> as hell and only negative is, and the only negative is that critics that expect adam sandler's movies to suck and even when he makes a shit awesome movie they are too up they are too up their own asses to see that this movie is the balls. <laughs> Why the balls? <laughs> this movie is the balls, dude. Is that it? <laughs> he... That's that's wow, the review. Wow. Yeah. I, the only negative is the critics. I think he nailed it. Honestly, that's why it's my movie of the year. It's mainly, mainly I just when critics don't like a movie, I like it even more. Um, that's my yeah. that's my personality. Um, yeah absolutely that's my whole personality (laughs) is just sort of being a contrarian and standing adam sandler when people when a lot of people like something i usually don't like it and that's kind of yeah and i make sure everyone knows it too so that you know everyone knows that i'm smart and good that's kind of my quirky thing you know when people hate on adam sandler i'm like no he's the funniest man in the world you know yeah absolutely he made a movie that is the balls (laughs) of course the balls. That's what I, I also compliment things by calling them the balls. Um, yeah, dude. When I, you know, I, I, I'm at the baseball game <laughs> and it hit a big home run. I'm like, dude, that play was the balls. <laughs> that play was definitely the balls. I'll tell you what. I, I saw so many balls on that play. My God. <laughs> <sighs> well, then now that we've gotten all ranges of opinion on Hubie Halloween, both positive and negative, I will have to say, 
Stay big, you beautiful people.